0: Hey there, welcome back to the Path to Zion podcast. We are Rediscovering the Ancient Way. We are hard at the new series, Spiritual Osmosis, the Assimilation of the Church. This is part three. We are glad that you're listening, watching, and we're going to get right back into it. We talked about being careful to make sure that we're not calling good evil and evil good. Um, in the light-dark presentation of what if what you've been told and what you believe in your heart is good, light, is actually evil and is just a, an altering, alternative side of the same undergirding issue of this Luciferian agenda. Now, if you just tuned in, don't get freaked out by Luciferian agenda. Excuse me, we explained that in the last episode. It's not some freaky word meant to be any kind of sensationalism-based thinking. We're just trying to rightly describe, according to Scripture, what what is fueling, what is the 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 negative foundation and opposing the one true foundation, Yeshua Messiah. Well, it comes in many forms and fashions. It does not just come as Islam or all these other things we could name that we'll get to and measure as well. It comes in many forms that look Good, look like light, look like something advantageous for even for the church. Looks good to me. Okay, let's do that. I'm saying we've got to become men of discernment to hit the pause button and stop and say, whoa, man, we're doing this in our own life. We did it this morning, and then we'll get started into today. We did this this morning with some music that was playing because right now, man, our awareness, the scales are coming off of our eyes. Our ears are coming unplugged. And we're looking at every single thing. And man, listen, we've already come out a million miles. And there's, a, there's 10 million more to go of just the world and, and the, the, the mindset that subtly comes in that, again, until you see, you don't see. And so even this morning, we had some music on, some music we weren't familiar with. And I said, what is she saying? because it was just a woman, like a spontaneous worship song. We normally only listen to Hebrew stuff now. I'm thinking maybe that's all we'll do (laughs) from here on out. She's just talking some weirdo stuff, man. And I'm just like, what is she even talking about? Turn it off. So I stopped it right then and there, and I'm not going back to it. Why? Because she's just talking nonsense. She's just talking about, like, do you feel, all these feely things, this, this, it's dangerous, friends. All this emotionalism-based, and I'm an emotional guy now. Like, I have felt the tangible presence presence of God on my physical body many, many times. I have been in, by myself now, by myself. Not, while well, somebody was, like, really influencing you, and you better, you better pray that stuff away. Like, by myself now, I have had many times where I literally feel the presence of, of the Father, like for real now. I'm not going to go into all that, but like I'm not opposing having emotions. God, in his perfect creator-ness, made us an emotional people to respond to him, to sense his presence even. I believe that's possible, but because it's been possible and true, what has man done? We ruin it. We make it a necessity, and while we have to get people to feel some stuff, or else we're not going to believe that God's really with us today. So we have to balance these things rightly. So we talked a little bit about comparing kingdoms, domains. Do we even know what good and bad are? Evil and righteous? Dark and light? Do we even know? I think that I think we've been duped along those lines to always just brand according to what we see on the surface, good and evil. Okay. Let's talk about this. So we know that that Yahweh invites his people to build for him. We've already talked about these scriptures. But this is an unshakable kingdom. Looking again, as we established already clearly in episodes past, looking clearly for something that's ahead of us, before us. And the foundation is is Yeshua. He is the cornerstone, period. Now, Hasitan, because that's just what the enemies of God do, the fallen ones, the rebellious ones, what they do is what? They, they mimic what Yahweh God created in His order because they have no creative ability. They have no ability to set new ideas and patterns and orders into place, and even governments are just taken from the perfect Creator's hand, mimicked and set into place to carry out their own agendas. We know that. So how do we know this for sure? Let's just talk about some ways pre-flood, okay? So, like, we know the condition of humanity on the earth. Well, how did it get that way? What happened? Do you know about the Watchers? Do you know about the Nephilim? Do you understand the mixing and what's going on? Whoa, whoa, whoa! Is this a sci-fi movie? No, it's just the Bible. All of these things have taken place eons ago of the mixing of the fallen with humanity. Now, God... Puts an end to that. He says, look, I'm flooding the whole earth, man. We're starting over. Noah, build an ark. I'm providing you an escape because everything, men's hearts are what? They're evil continually, man. That's all they want to do. We see in the Tower of Babel. Okay, we're talking about the patterns, the Luciferian patterns executed in humanity with great, great effect. Tower of Babel. We're going to talk about Tower of Babel some more in in a few minutes. Babylon, um, and then, of course, the prophesied age that I would say we're in now. Um, False nations, false cornerstone, including America, in case you've not watched other programs. If I can be bold, we even see this in the proposal of the new religion Jesus I've already already referenced before. Um, That somehow he replaced and undid everything that God established before him. We know this isn't biblically true, but it is the doctrine that has predominantly been presented to the American church. It's global. Let's just be honest. We've been given a white do-everything-you-want Savior that somehow wants your best life now. He brings you instant freedom from law and from having to do anything. Don't, Don't you do anything. Commandments? Too hard for you. Just do a couple things. But what if this false Jesus is actually a plan of Hasatan to make the way seemingly so wide and so broad that anyone now can just ask Jesus into their heart and now you're good to go. Now, you might want to argue that the, the white American new religion Jesus is not what I'm presenting. I understand. It's, it hurts. That's like I said, I presented you that baby bunny. Oh, no way are you asking that of me. You're asking me to give up Jesus? Well, we're told. We're not even going to get to that, but just pop into my mind. We're told there's going to be false messiahs that are presented in the last days. I'm telling you, this is one. The Jesus that did away with everything his father put into place for his people? Foolishness. Now, it's what we've been told. It's what I believed for almost my entire life, for almost 46 years. Well, sometimes we don't know any more than what we're handed, and that's what we've been handed. But I'm saying it's become part of a Luciferian agenda. Why? Because in the present moment, wide way version of Jesus says what? Again, ask him into your heart, which is not biblical. Just do these things, and he will give you relief. He'll give you what you need, He's here knocking on the door. Let him in. Are you an addict? Are you losing your wife? Are you sad? Are you poor? Just let him in. And I'm telling you, friends, it's a false messiah. It's a false doctrine. It's a false doctrine from the outset because this modern Jesus is just telling you that if he just gets in there, everything you need is just in you. You understand what I'm saying? The danger in that, because we see that through all these other religions of it's in you, brother. The power's in you. In this case, just get Jesus in there. Ask him into that heart now. And all of a sudden, everything you need will be in you. Now, the the suffering servant biblical pattern says what? Count the cost. Before you go building now, count the cost. What? Lose your life for my sake, for my sake, and then you'll find it. All these things that we could spend the rest of today talking about, what the Bible says is you become nothing. You become abased. You become completely surrendered to the will of the Father through the indwelling of Holy Spirit that Yeshua Messiah came and prepared a way for to come to dwell in mankind. It is not an inner power because we ask Jesus into our heart. It is a surrendered life on the floor, prostrate before Yahweh God. As the son, Yeshua is becoming our identity through the sanctification process empowered by Holy spirit to what please the father to please him. You do realize that's why that happened is not for your good is not to rescue you from hell not to save you from the bad guy devil but to what carry out works to what look at Yahweh Elohim he is my god one true god it's about him don't look at me look at him look at him by 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 walking out a life pleasing to the father just like the son who did nothing but what the Father was doing said nothing but what the Father was saying. You understand? It's all a pushback. It's all about the Father. It's all about Him. (sighs) The one-world religion agenda is personified in modern-day Christianity, in my opinion. When the enemy can even make the very Son of God become a false idol. Now, look at Mary. Mother Mary in Catholicism. And I'm not saying she's not a special, unique individual in the Word of God. Of course, man, she was chosen to literally carry in her physical being the Emmanuel reality in her. Yeah, blessed and highly favored, you better believe it, but not deified, not deified. We see Solomon and masonry. Oh, boy, we talked about the M word lately. Solomon. Solomon. New Atlantis, another temple coming, man. But not for Yahweh Elohim, not with Yeshua Messiah as the cornerstone, and that's what's lacking in all of these things. So what if we see the principle within the Tower of Babel, specifically birthing democracy? Let's take a little shift over here. Okay, democracy, how, how the governments of men function, how humanity moves, even how the church moves within the governmental orders of the nations. Now again I realize we're jumping off the track over here for a little bit but stay with me it's going to make sense. I hope. Because we have to function here. We have to function within the confines of of humanity. Now we're being challenged on how to do that and that's really the crux of what we're talking about to make sure that the spiritual osmosis and the assimilation of the church doesn't happen to us that we don't allow ourselves to be gradually absorbed into the one world religion where everything is heading. We have to be awake and alert that, that we're not even going the way of what? This is why this matters, democracy, okay? You hear a lot about that in this nation for sure. Nimrod, you know Nimrod? Tower of Babel? Cities, the uprising of cities and the establishing of how man could do things on their own. He was Luciferian at the core. Self-exaltation at every turn. Harnessing what? The power of man. Yahweh said what at the Tower of Babel? They're going to become like us. If they keep doing this, they're going to become like us. What a key to that, man. They're going to self-deify. They're going to become, they're going to become like Yahweh Elohim if they continue this pattern. We might talk about this a little bit later, but one thing that's interesting about that is, is the, the real issue, and I heard a teaching on this just the other day, is the real issue is when they first started making bricks. They first started making bricks. Because until that time period, from my understanding now, and I could easily be wrong, that's no news flash. They would use stone for buildings. Literally, erecting buildings was made of stone. Well, when they, when they figured out, and I would say they were shown, if you believe anything in the book of Enoch, how these fallen angels, the fallen watchers, gave men weaponry and ability and, and ingenuity and creative ideas to implement things on the earth. building. Making your own bricks. We don't need God to provide a stone anymore. We can make these. And what did they do? They used their ability to build a tower to ascend to the highest heaven. To be like God. And according to the scriptural context, Yahweh says they could do it. They're going to become like us. It's a warning, man. But it's a Luciferian agenda. We see it in Nimrod and in the Tower of Babel. We've discussed nationalism um, plenty lately, that's for sure. But it bears mentioning that even democracy, this is why I brought this up just five minutes ago, democracy now, if we're talking about the the assimilation of the church into a one-world reality, we'd better be careful. Because as I already made it crystal clear, when you're crying out for liberty and freedom, you're doing it according to this nation's foundation stone, which is the goddess Libertas, which says, you'll get freedom, come into me, receive freedom, Re- receive liberty, I'm here for you. An ancient principle from civilizations long before America ever existed. Again, that's why America is not unique. And so here's here's some interesting th- stuff that I found back when I did the study on... Uh, the inhabitant stuff that I didn't even share. But it, it makes sense here, so I, uh, I inserted it here. Now, this, this democracy was connected to a goddess in ancient Greece. Enter goddess Demokratia. Have you heard about her? D-E-M-O-K-R-A-T-I-A. Now, what did this mean? This meant the people hold power. Democracy from the goddess Demokratia. The people will hold the power. And I'm telling you, the church has bought into this lie that evangelical Christianity in new religion, Jesus, has rights and power and authority, although she has none. She talks and boasts like she has it all. This whole world revolves around her. But what? There's no substance. There's no cornerstone. There's no reality of a of a separation and distinction and consecration of God's people being separate, marked, distinct, and outside of the Luciferian control of the nations. There's no distinction anymore. We think we're good, light, in the middle of this dark world, and we're just going to demand everything turns our way because, hey, we're God's people, you know. We talk about that a lot. This... People holding power, democracy, seems kind of like the Garden of Eden to me. Tower of Babel. The Noahic Flood era. Those leading up to the flood were what? Men were evil. They were vile. They were in opposition of God. They were were basically like we could look out the window today. It's rebellion. We've got this, God. We've got it from here. Bless us. God bless America. (laughs) Okay, so let's compare Pentecost to this. Just for a moment. Yahweh does desire to bring humanity to unity. Okay? Because we see unity in the Tower of Babel, right? They had a unified agenda. Seems good. I mean, look at at man's ability. (laughs) Isn't it interesting that they were Masons? Huh? Look at their power. They could do anything. Yeah. God confirms that, but confirms it from a negative sense. It's not It's not in their benefit. It's not for their good. It's Luciferian. It's self-exaltation. But God, now in Pentecost, Holy Spirit began to be the power and the source, poured out upon humanity for those, what? the people who were gathered in one accord. Now, they had all come to Jerusalem, and this is this needs mentioning because this follows the, the removal of what was for, for new religion, Jesus. The exchange that has been made in the wide way church today. Grace, grace, grace. No, no rules, no boundaries, no guidelines, no law. We don't need that. Man, we're free, but we're really in bondage and don't know it. So what? A Luciferian agenda. assimilated brought into, absorbed into something that is not what Yahweh intended. So in Pentecost, a source outside of oneself. After Yeshua came in physical form and demonstrated a cornerstone reality, even Pentecost itself where people did gather in one accord, they had all come to Jerusalem to what? To celebrate a pilgrimage feast. Do we understand these things? There's three pilgrimage feasts. Pentecost was one. They were already going to gather for Pentecost. Shavuot. The entire reason they were even assembled was to celebrate the feast of the Lord. Not the feast of the Jews. Not the feast of the Old Testament. The feasts of the Lord. Because Yahweh commanded it. Okay, so now here we are in Acts, post-Yeshua, post-Yeshua, who we're told eradicated what was. They're assembling in one accord. Why? Because Yahweh God was going to show them, on the other side of me coming in in the Emmanuel reality, I'm going to pour out my spirit upon all flesh and I'm going to empower you so that you rightly become like me. Through Yeshua the Son, empowered by the Holy Spirit, you go according to my pattern of being holy as I am holy. Do you understand what I'm saying? The Luciferian mindset that we see in the Garden of Eden, Eden, the Tower of Babel, the Babylonian reality all throughout all of the civilizations and nations, including America right here, right now say what you can do all these things by what's just in you. You have the power to what be like God, whether it's, (laughs) we could be silly and just like, whether it's by yoga or meditation or by, you know, all these things, these things, This mindset, this Luciferian mindset, has infiltrated the church. But we've been given a pattern. Yahweh God said, there's only one way you're going to be holy as I am holy. And this stuff was never intended to end with Jesus, man. It was never intended to. Man can clearly assemble and build a tower to exalt himself to deity. But it is not Creator God's way. Why? (laughs) This work is not on the foundation, Yeshua Messiah. It's a false foundation. It's a false religion. It's a one-world religion that says, look, there are a million and one ways to go into the future and establish an order that's good for you. But we will tell you how subtly again. We will subtly and quietly bring you in to the greater whole. And it's working, friends. It's working. It's time to come out. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 5. We're going to read some more scripture. Realize this, that in the last days difficult times will come, for people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, slanderers, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, unloving, irreconcilable, malicious gossips, without self-control, brutal, haters of good, treacherous, reckless, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than the lovers of God. and Most importantly, holding to a form of godliness, although they have denied its power. Now this says specifically, avoid these people. Now I'm saying avoid these people, but we better make sure that first and foremost, this isn't us. A form of godliness. Let's talk about that for a moment. In other words, let's paraphrase this. This, I did a word study on several of these key words within this verse, and I'm going to kind of do a version here of it. In other words, this is saying, In the last days, we will see the masses possess a mere form, shape, and semblance, and appearance of reverence for Yahweh. But they will reject, deny, and refuse the strength, ability, and power that can only come from Him. Okay? No self-dependence, no self-reliance, no self-ability, no greatness in ourself, Apart from Yahweh Elohim, I am nothing. Apart from Yeshua Messiah, the cornerstone, I have no building worth erecting. Period. Nothing. Nothing. Matthew 23, verse 8. But as for you, do not be called rabbi, for only one is your teacher. You are all brothers and sisters. Do not call anyone on earth your father, for only one is your father, He who is in heaven and do not be called leaders for only one is your leader. That is Christ. But the greatest of you shall be your servant. Whoever exalts himself shall be humbled. Whoever humbles himself shall be exalted. I'm saying what this, I believe Yeshua is combating is the Luciferian order and agenda that has infiltrated the church, that he's making it clear the only way you will be exalted is if you humble yourself and walk in the pattern of the suffering servant. But if you humble yourself in the pattern of the Creator, you will be exalted by Him according to His ways, by keeping His ways. We will be exalted in his definition, not our own. I think the church is about to see some things to a level that she's not seen. What I'm calling again in this series, a swallowing up, being absorbed, assimilated, incorporated is another word that I found in the dictionary makes total absolute sense in defining what I'm feeling that the Lord is saying. Swallowing up, absorbed, assimilated, incorporated. And then we'll bring this part to a close. This is very important here to explain the, the crux of this series and why we're doing it. To use dictionary definitions, I would submit that this is where the Christian church is headed. Please pay attention. I I am convinced again that this is what the Spirit's saying to the churches in this hour. The church will be further brought into conformity with the customs, attitudes, etc. of a dominant social group nation. They will adapt and adjust. They will be absorbed into the cultural tradition of a larger population religious group. Okay? Now let's make this a little bit clearer in case that was muddy for you. My present opinion, okay? Again, what I feel is being pressed upon me to warn the church about specifically today, right now, is I believe the religions of the world, including Christianity, that has white man Jesus who undid all the stuff that Yahweh God said by establishing a new religion, modern-day Christianity and how she looks, I do not believe she will be eradicated. I don't believe she will be removed in the age that's now here and in days ahead. I don't think, like all this verbiage about people saying, we're going to lose our right to do this, we're going to lose our right to assemble, we're going to lose our right to pray, We're gonna they're going to come confiscate our Bibles. Now, I'm not saying that that won't happen. That might happen. But what I'm saying is the greater issue is I don't believe that the Luciferian one-world religion that is already here is going to make it illegal to be a Christian. I don't believe that at all. In fact, I would say that will be completely fine. That will be completely acceptable in an age that's that's now here and coming in greater measure as long as it fits what they define as okay. Be, it's just like anything else we see throughout the timeline of God's people. Man, when when the church in 3rd, 4th century began to exalt itself and eradicate, again, the, the messianic Jewishness of God's people, you can't do that anymore. We're taking your feasts. We're taking your Sabbath. We're taking your tassels. We're taking your identity. We're taking these privileges away from you a little at a time. Why? So that you assimilate into a new church. You assimilate into a New Testament church where we take it from here, built upon the apostles. They gave us authority. So all that stuff? No. Eradicating it all. Why? We're instituting something that fits a a huge, global, one-world religion. So I'm posing that Christianity will not go away. It will not go away because even now, as Christianity is defined today, looks almost nothing like it used to immediately post-Yeshua. It looks almost nothing like that. Because when Yeshua came, there was a merging and an overlap of what was and what was coming. There was this perfect merging that I believe Yahweh God was attempting to do. Keep doing what you've been doing come through Yeshua Messiah, empowered by Holy Spirit, to do what you what you could have done before, but you in rebellion chose not to. You chose idolatry. You chose covetousness. You chose the pagan practices and the traditions of the nations. So I'm giving you an opportunity, and I'm bringing the Gentiles in through this door gate reality, Yeshua, to come out the other side and be empowered by Holy Spirit to what? To walk out. What you weren't willing to walk out before, I'm giving you another opportunity, and I'm even inviting people in that couldn't get in before in the same manner, to what? To continually keep doing what I established for my people. And as all those things are taken away, the church began post-Yeshua, post-Jesus, 3rd, 4th, 5th century, and whoa, the decline down. What? Assimilation. Assimilation a slow merging into a larger entity of the Luciferian agenda. So specifically and in closing, the religions of the world, especially Christianity, which will not be any different. It will not go different for the Christian church today. She will not be eradicated in the age that's coming. To be clear, it, Christianity, I believe, will be absorbed into, assimilated, incorporated in greater measure into the already established one world religion that covers the entire earth right now. I would suggest that a gradual conformity, assimilation, has been taking place since Yeshua ascended and how far we have fallen into the deception of the age. The church of today looks almost nothing like the church from the 1st, 2nd, 3rd century followers of the way. The sect that Paul was accused of leading. Who was what? Teachers of the Torah in Messiah Yeshua. Keeping the feasts. It was hated. It was eradicated. And now, it's such a far, foreign idea, it sounds like falsehood now. You do realize that? That mentality that Shaul Paul had and walked in and did and demonstrated, and the things that he taught? Foolishness. It can't mean that. It means this. Why? Because that's what we were told. By what? The new religion order. The we've got it from here order. The Luciferian agenda, where we'll take it from here, prevails. Christianity will adopt this global religion agenda, principles, ideologies, in increasing measure as the deception continues to get slowly turned up without her even knowing it. She'll fight for rights, she'll fight for liberty, she'll fight for tax exemption, she'll fight to hold her Bible, all these things up here. And unless, unless the Father reveals these things to any one of us, we'll miss the undergirding issue at the foundation. This goes hand-in-hand with the one-world government that everybody talks about all the time. That we clearly established in the inhabitants Series is front and center right here in this pagan, idolatrous nation. Man will continue to subtly be led away from the cornerstone via good things, light things. Hey, they're letting us keep our Bibles. They're letting us do Bible studies. Hey, they said if we get vaccines and wear masks and... Don't do this and don't do that. We can assemble again. It's okay. We'll still talk. Hey, they're letting us say the name of Jesus. Yeah, because it's not a threat. It's assimilation. It's assimilation. Yahweh has and will, in even more increasing measure, become entirely unnecessary. Commands? What are you talking about? Don't you know what year it is? Black and white guidelines? let's dumb it down wrong and right good and evil like we've already said that's what's prophesied there will be no absolutes we have a new age Jesus that gives us whatever we desire I'm free man this is already everywhere in the church worship styles denominations church splits Pastoral ownership of congregations and what they allow and what they don't and who you gather with and who you can't. Mysticism. Just like that music I listened to this morning that I'm like, in me now, like, no, that's it. Endless programs to trigger emotional responses via music and and guilt-inducing sermons. Yet we don't need law. We don't need absolutes. Paul's instructions have been twisted to produce a people that are merely free in Jesus. Whatever that even means. And it mimics what? All other pagan deities, religions, that are simply in place to do what? Bring their followers provision, wealth, happiness, peace, Eternal security. What? If you just believe, just believe. Well, what does that mean? What what do I believe? What do I believe in? (laughs) Jesus, ask him in your heart, man. Haven't you been paying attention? Ask him in your heart. Sadly, much of the church today is already in a one-world religion age, and they don't even know it. No law. No biblical order. No foundations. No, no no guardrails, no, no parameters to hold us in for our own good, for our own safety, no function, <laughs> no biblical order, no consecrated singular belief system on one foundational cornerstone. I personally believe that the coming age will allow you your freedom to worship. If you worship your American new religion jesus if you if you worship new testament new religion jesus who did away with everything yahweh elohim said would be perpetually forever for his people i think you can do that i think you'll be able to do that i don't think you'll be restrained i don't think you'll be persecuted possibly you may not even see any persecution because you know that's kind of fluid It's not really an identifier of much much of a consecrated life anymore. But not Yahweh Elohim now. And this is a pattern throughout Scripture. This is a biblical pattern. Persecution comes when you stand on the ways of Yahweh Elohim and you don't move. There is a difference. Yahweh came as a man, but not as the man we've been presented in modern-day Christianity. He's a social justice savior He saves the day like some superhero. And if you're on his side, if you're on his team, you're going to win. The biblical Son of God, however, came to demonstrate a man walking out the commands of the Father to perfection. Why? In order to show us how to walk. He became a living demonstration for all who would walk as he walked, empowered by Holy Spirit that he sent after his ascension, and all the things began to tank. Why? The church began to be absorbed into, assimilated into culture, into a new governmental religious order that was all intertwined. And that's why there's nothing unique about this nation, friend, because here you have freedom to worship whatever, however, whenever, on whatever corner you want to. This is not a godly nation. This is an idolatrous nation where every single thing is tolerated here. Worship what you want, wherever you want to, at any time. And the church has been slowly drawn in to assimilate to this mindset. And so this is a warning. This is a call to come out. We're going to look at Isaiah. We are going to talk about First Peter chapter 5. Man, this is going to be awesome. I'm telling you. What I talked about earlier when I felt like the Father was telling me this swallowing up, this this drawing into imagery in my head, I found a verse that literally says exactly what that feeling I was sensing is. And it's going to blow your mind because you've probably never thought of it this way, ever. And I'm telling you, this is an an ancient assault upon God's people that goes all the way back to the Garden of Eden. We're going to make these connections. We're going to bring it all together into a culmination, and it's going to be awesome so that the church is aware that there's a spiritual osmosis going on, and we cannot be a people who are slumbering and sleeping and get sucked in any longer. You've been watching the Path to Zion podcast. We're Rediscovering the Ancient Way. Find us online 24-7 at pathdesign.com. Send us an email at pathtozionpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for watching. Amen.